We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. You're home for everything Lakers. It is fun Friday. Means we're going to talk some Lakers basketball to kick off the weekend. We've got Father's Day weekend coming up here. Joining me, Matt the Optimist Peralta. Matt, how are you doing? Doing pretty well, Trevor. How are we doing? I am doing okay. You know, I, I, I felt good today because the Celtics didn't get number 18. So yeah. I... I feel pretty happy about that. Yeah, I had time today to us uh, to uh, get, give some slander out. So check that out on the Twitter at underscore Matthew Peralta for all your uh, Twitter needs. So I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the talk revolving around. Well, does this mean Steph is better than LeBron? Does it? What is this? Does this? I saw a lot of people taking victory laps saying this somehow destroys Kevin Durant's legacy and all kinds of stuff. To me, it's all just craziness out there right now like it's just all all these hot takes and victory laps it's just it's we we've devolved into ridiculousness i think yeah it's just it's too much kevin durant's already on twitter today uh sending out stuff and replying to things i think he probably it's shouldn't yeah i don't um, know it's it's weird fan behavior for sure from a lakers perspective though the only thing we care about is the celtics loss that's how i'm looking at it i i don't think this tarnishes kevin durant's legacy nor do i think this makes stuff better than lebron but that's just me it's just it's like these preloaded narratives that people were ready to just run with the second any particular result occurred it's crazy it's it's crazy but let me ask you this matt um how many figures are on mount rushmore <laughs> Like, like, what's the, uh, what's the number? Depending on who you ask, you could have up to seven. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not too good at, at things like math and other things, but I'm pretty sure it's four. For some people, it's five. Some people, it's seven. You That's know, right. Build a couple heads in there. It's got space, right? Oh man, so it's so crazy. Well, and I'm I'm mainly referencing Magic's tweet where he had. <laughs> Yeah, I believe he had five, right? He had five people on his Mount yeah. Rushmore. He's putting Curry in there. Yeah. Red Arbach, Pop, Phil Jackson, Pat. Oh, Riley. Steve Kerr. That's right. And then Steve Kerr is the fifth. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness, Magic. Uh, <laughs> oh, magic, magic, magic. In any event, it's funny. in any event, let's uh, let's talk some Lakers because now 
now the season is officially over. It's done. And now what do the Lakers do? What, what happens from here? What is different today that was not true yesterday? Now that the season is over, what changes? Where do we go from here? So I guess let's start with that. Um, the fact that the finals are over, that means that now the NBA can fully shift focus into the draft, which is less than a week away, and yep. free agency. And for a team like the Lakers, who's already been working, doing what they can, you know, canvassing the league, finding out what opportunities are out there and things of that nature. But now you don't have to move in silence quite so much out of fear of detracting from the NBA finals in any particular way. The NBA doesn't like that kind of stuff. So now the spotlight is on the offseason moves and the Lakers can behave appropriately. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really busy for us folks here at Lakers Nation the next couple of weeks. Uh, honestly, the next couple of months, really. Um, the Lakers are definitely right knee deep into draft preparations with workouts and scouting and things of that nature. And then we'll have the draft. And then right after that's going to be free agency. So I'm, I'm ready for the craziness. I'm expecting a flurry of moves in the next couple of weeks, hopefully at least. And then, um, yeah, pivotal offseason to say the least for the Los Angeles Lakers here. So we have a, a super chat coming in from Senpai NFT said, I'm all aboard the wave and stretch Russ and send THT for a second to free up 30 million in cap space train. We ain't doing anything with Russ on the roster. So my Not question is his uh, salary on the books too. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's true. But yeah. um, what do you, what do you do if you have cap space this year? Like uh, there's, there, who are you targeting with cap space? Uh, I'd assume it's a lot of the people we've been talking about for the mid-level, hoping to entice them with some more money. But I, I don't know, man. Like, if you had extra, if you had that much extra cap space, how many of those guys are you realistically getting? Right, right. And that's just it. Like, if you have the room, see, that's like right now, the Lakers can say, "Come to our team. We've got a wide open roster. You've got plenty of playing time. You can cash in later. Look at what Malik Monk did. Look at what Austin Reeves did. Right. That's the kind of the this the sales pitch for the Lakers." If the Lakers suddenly have cap space too, yeah, they probably land some of these guys, but you're not going to get them as cheaply as you might have otherwise, right? Like they'll get somebody for that taxpayer mid-level. If that somebody knows the Lakers have 30 million in cap space to go spend, they're going to want more than that. Right now, the Lakers can say, well, look, league rules, this is all we can spend. Sorry, come for the opportunity. I think the guys, the whoever they get would be a little bit more expensive if they did have more cap rooms. I think that's a factor, but you also look at the free agent class, I just don't see any. I mean, look, assuming Zach Levine goes back to the Bulls and all the other pieces fall out as we've projected, there's not really anybody out there on the free agent market that I'd be super excited about having max cap space for. Yeah, I was trying to rack my brain. Like, what free agent this offseason makes sense to do that uh, to clear up cap space for? Um, it'd have to be a star player or like a tier two all-star, in my opinion. And right now, I don't see any of those guys coming loose, especially... I mean, let's say you open up that much cap room and you execute another trade, like a sign-in trade to bring that guy in, but what player out there is worth that? I'm not too sure what's available right now. So Now, that does add flexibility to do a sign-in trade, to accept right. a player via sign-in trade. If you're able to, to, to get a little bit more space between your salary and where the hard cap would be triggered, where that tax apron is, which is going to be about $155 million, that, is, that would be a legitimate benefit. Again, I don't think you're going to go find somebody on the free agent market that's going to be a huge difference maker with, say, $30 million in cap room, but you do have a little bit of flexibility. And when I say cap room, I mean, just 
you know, you'd have that maybe a little bit below the, the actual salary cap. When you add in the, um, uh, the open roster spot charges, I'm sure that that does shift a little bit. So I think that number is just a little bit off. But regardless, having the flexibility to accept a player via sign and trade, having the ability to use your full taxpayer or non-taxpayer mid-level, those things might matter. But again, I, I don't think somehow having bring up cap space is, is realistic for the Lakers. I mean, the other point too, right? You go this scenario, you give up THT. That's one of your main assets right now to get a sign and trade deal done. It's going to have to include those first round picks, but then what else are you including salary to get that, you know, to get that executed? Yep. So makes it a little difficult. So right now, I think the Lakers, you've got obviously free agency. That's going to be a focus and the free and the front office certainly is working on that. And again, I've talked about this, but I, I think it's crazy that a lot of the moves a lot of the moves that we're going to be talking about within the next couple of weeks or the moves that are going to become official in a few weeks are probably being set up right now, even yep. though technically they're not supposed to be. But let's face it, this is this is what happens. Um, but right now, the Lakers are focusing on, in the near term, preparing for the draft. And we have to remember, we can't forget in all of this, they need to sign some assistant coaches. Yep. So I think we're going to get, over the next what, three, four weeks, we're going to get a lot. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on from assistant coach signings, draft stuff going on. I still, I would be surprised if the Lakers don't purchase a second round pick. Um, we're going to have stuff going on, of course, in the trade market and then free agency. It's going to, it's going to be a busy month plus here for Lakers Nation. Yeah, it's going to be nuts because everyone and their mom likes to link their free agents to the Lakers for leverage. <laughs> that, so. that too. That's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of moves that we probably aren't expecting or talking about right now to go through. Christian Wood caught everyone by surprise, I feel like. I think yeah. he was a prime trade candidate for a lot of folks, but to see him get traded to Dallas was still a shock, I think, for people, including myself. That's going to send ripple effects, and it might affect what the Lakers do. So you guys kind of have to just be prepared for anything in the next couple of weeks here. Um, let's see. We've got a question here. said, is it possible to trade Russ for Heald and Brogdon, plus try to trade THT and none for Harrison Barnes. You're probably having to attach picks to both of those scenarios to, yeah. to do that, but it's possible. I mean, sure. Yeah, you, you can do that. I, I don't have Harrison Barnes' salary right in front of me, but I think you're close enough to pull that off. If not, you can do it if you attach, like, a I don't know, like when you guarantee when you Gabriel's salary or something, you can attach him and, and get it done. You can get there. Um that would be a pretty good offseason for the Lakers, I think. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Depending on what you know what the pick situation looks like. But I, I like Harrison Barnes. I like personally, and maybe this is just me, Matt. I would rather go get Harrison Barnes than Jeremy Grant. Same. Okay. So it's not just me. No. I think he costs less. Uh, I just checked. Harrison Barnes makes 18 million this next this next season, and then he's an unrestricted free agent, so should be a little cheaper. We like that. Yeah. Is there any reality in which the Kings Trade with, or attempt to trade with the Lakers right now after what happened last summer? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Relationships matter in the NBA. And I feel like that bridge is a little burned right now. Unless the Lakers pony up, I don't see a deal getting done. And it's it's tricky, right? It, it, technically, this trade is, is possible. It's just, from my point of view, if I was an Indiana front office person or if you know, I was a Sacramento front office, why am I doing either of these? Yeah, and we're talking, by the way, what I'm referencing is last year, it was Buddy Kyle Hield. Kuzma and Trez for Buddy Heald. That was, the Kings thought it was done. It was ready to roll. Let's call the league office. Let's go. And then the Lakers went, oh, wait, hang on. 
no, never mind. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna trade for for Russ. So sorry, Kings. And so it kind of left them in a lurch. So I think that there's probably some ill will left over from from that situation. Yep, definitely. Yep, left the girl hanging. I would have to believe that the Kings took a little extra joy in the Lakers' struggles this season because oh, of that too. I mean, they, they would anyway because there's still that. The Kings think there's still like a rivalry there, so there's not. But, but yeah. Yep, Kings social media team better than the actual team. I think I tweet that out at least twice a year. That's accurate. So they've, you're, got you're, some, you're, they've got some real shooters on there. Yeah, you're not lying there. Uh, NFT with another super chat says, even if it's not a star, if we could bring back Monk on a two-year deal, go get Otto Porter Jr., maybe Bamba, uh, Derek Jones Jr., or Tatum. Tatum? Tatum, that's interesting. How are we getting Tatum? And keep our first. Is that not worth it? Um, so wave and stretch Russ. You've got dead money on the book, 16 million dead money for the next three seasons. If you're able to move THT, and then you get... You've got, I mean, still, you're talking about mid-level exception. You've got your mid-level. You'd have your biannual exception to use. I don't know if you're splitting the mid-level between Otto Porter Jr. and Bamba. I, don't, I think one you're of them at least would take, would take the whole thing. You you're not getting one of them for the biannual. I, don't, I still don't think salary-wise you could do all of that stuff. Um, or even if it's Otto Porter Jr. and Monk. I don't think salary-wise you could get both of those guys even with waving and stretching Russ. So that's that's the the issue. I like all those targets. Look, if the Lakers can walk out of free agency somehow with Monk, Otto Porter Jr., Mo Bamba, like, of course, yeah. And Tatum? Crazy. Yeah, and Tatum, no problem. Um, um, no, I'm, I'm actually glad they brought up uh, Derek Jones Jr. He's actually a very uh, under-the-radar target for me as well. I thought sure. he had a pretty decent season in Chicago. I like the athleticism. I like the length. Can't I shoot. like the versatility. Just can't shoot, but uh, you fill holes and needs where you need them. So he, he's, not, he's like lower on my list, but he's definitely someone I would target should the first three or four options even go awry. I think realistically... We'll see the Lakers if we're if we're staying grounded here. You get one of Monk, Otto Porter Jr., Mo Bamba, Jones Jr. You get one of those guys. Well, I mean, back to the question though: if if waving Russ did result in all of those things minus Tatum, what, what do you think? If you knew you had that stuff lined up, oh, then yeah, you absolutely do it. Uh, yeah, I'd probably do it. But again, you'd have to have your ducks in a row ahead of time. Like, hey, you're coming, right? Because we're gonna eat $16 million a year in order to get you. So you'd better be, you know, this better be locked in. Um, but if you had that lined up and there was some way to do that, okay, then yeah, then sure. I think the, uh, the important distinction here to remember is that uh, just because something's possible doesn't mean it will happen. So just something to keep in mind. It's like the question previously about if, can we trade Russ for healed and Brogdon? And then can we trade for, Harrison Barnes with THT and none. Technically, those two things are possible simultaneously. It's just a matter of how realistic is that. Yeah. Right. Hopefully it is. <laughs> I, I would, dude, guys, trust me, when you guys throw these scenarios out there, I for God hope I am wrong and that they actually go through because Absolutely. these work so much in the Lakers' favor. But it's just you have to think from the other team's perspective a lot of the time. Uh, is this package really enticing for me? And then the way I look at them is if I was on the receiving end of this deal, am I happy with it? Like if, you're, if you're Indiana and you were giving up Heald and Brogdon for Russ, are you are you excited? If you're a Pacers fan, not if I'm not getting a pick. 
Exactly. Well, because right. the, for the Pacers, like the Pacers fans, I don't even think they want to see Russ on the floor. If you're, it's, if it's just the expiring contract. If you're a Kings fan, are you super stoked about THT and none for Harrison Barnes? No, probably not. Especially when probably you have not. Especially because Fox. what's the what's the upside? You already have yeah. You already have Fox. Yeah, you're gonna take the ball out of his hands. Yeah, like and Mitchell, like. And it's not to it's not to like shoot these suggestions down. It's just like things you have to consider when you when you go through potential deals and what's in it for the other team. It's a two way street. Takes two to tango. Sometimes, sometimes, you, sometimes you have to turn into like a three team deal, four team deal. I mean, it's it's not easy making trades in the NBA. Jason Albano, I this is a, a firm yes for me. He said, little off topic. Did you watch Hustle? Well, yes. Uh, if so, did you find similarity in the movie's owner situation with what happened to the Lakers? He continued. <laughs> Jerry Buss passing, the son taking over, then the daughter stepping in at the end. Yeah, I felt like that was very much that's it was funny. yeah. It was definitely the Lakers that they just put in the form of the 76ers ownership. That's I, I think that's really what that was a nod to. I think it was really tough to watch that and not feel like, okay, they they took the Lakers situation and played it out here. It was cool to see all the clutch clients in the movie too. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, it's just an observation. Oh, here's something. Joel Hernandez, Super Chat, said, Rumor is KCP is getting waived. Lakers reunion. That's true, absolutely. They should hop all over that. Yeah. Um, let me double check here um, on... Is uh, because I know a portion of his contract is non-guaranteed. I want to say three million, but I don't want to. Um, three million is guaranteed, right? But I don't want to say that without double checking. Do you? Uh, do you oh, hard wait, cap- four four point eight million. I was wrong. Four point eight million is right. guaranteed. Do you hard cap yourself and sign him to a biannual if you agree to that? Oh my gosh! If you can get him on a three million, yeah, I mean. It would depend on how else you fill out the rest of the roster. You'd have to sequence it right, too. Yeah, you'd have, right. You'd have to do it right. I think you'd be more like, like, let me say, let's say that Monk gets a big offer somewhere else. You don't get OPJ. You don't get Bamba. And Contavious Caldwell Pope says, uh, I'll, I'll join up for the taxpayer mid level. Would you take that? Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. If, if you're saying those first two guys are off the board, um, I like familiarity. I like the comfortability and experience playing next to LeBron and AD. I like what he brings. Um, former Lakers champion. So yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be all for it. You could do a lot worse for oh, sure. For sure. Yeah. And in terms of skill set, fits what the Lakers need. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, Terry Truss, do you think the Lakers consider a THT none for Gary Trent trade? I think the Lakers consider it. Yes, I think they they more than consider it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that the Raptors do, but I think the Lakers 100% would consider it. Like, if the Raptors said we'll give you Gary Trent for those two things and your two firsts, you're gonna say no to that, right? Right. I wouldn't do both firsts, but if there yeah. was one with protections. And maybe a second. I'd probably, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably where I'd be on a, on a Gary Trent. I like him a lot. I think he'd be a great fit for the Lakers. But the guy's a dog. Yeah. I love yeah. that guy. And he's young. And he's young. So, I mean, it's not like you're training for a guy who's 32 and you're, and you're saying, all right, maybe we can get a few more years out of him. Also a clutch client. Eh, that may matter. That may matter. Jordan, Mel Jer Jordan Malore said ideas on possibility of sending Russ, THT, none, and a pick to Indiana for Brogdon Heald and Turner. I think it's going to be hard enough one. to convince them to send Brogdon and Heald to add in Turner essentially for THT. I don't, I don't know if the, the Pacers are willing to do that. That's um, too unprotected first for you. If you're getting yeah, probably. Of those guys. Would you do that? That is such a, that is about where the line in the sand is. I think. Yep. Um, that is incredibly close. I'd be pretty tempted if the Lakers were able to re-sign Miles Turner. Do I get protections on either of the firsts? They have to be fully unprotected? I would think that's what Indiana would say. Oh. Would, what do you think of the fit of Miles Turner with Anthony Davis? Oh, I like it. Because if you're going to do this, you, you've got to be convinced that long-term, these two guys will work together. And we just saw Miles Turner not work with Domitas Sabonis. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see the struggle um, as far as the fit goes. I, I, I guess this is just me trusting Darvin Ham. I foresee Miles Turner kind of playing the Brooke Lopez role as a shot blocking shooting big. Um, I thought he had a pretty decent year with Indiana before getting hurt. Um, also still pretty young. I think off the top of my head, he's like 25 or 26. So I like that. Yeah, I think it's worth a gamble. I mean, the Lakers aren't picking anyone in the draft anytime soon and in free agency there's no one really like miles turner so i feel like you could do a lot worse there sure yeah i mean i'm not i'm not totally against it it would be it you kind would of just gamble make, on the uh the talent and upside it would make next season much more enjoyable i would think i would think like yeah in terms of just the, the talent that you'd have it would be interesting and frank vogel's rolling over in his grave right now not that he's dead oh, if, but that, if that if that happened yeah the two big lineup with two shot blockers in it. I just know that guy's upset. He'd be, he'd be like, oh, sure. Now, now you do this. Yeah. And here I'm playing LeBron at the five. Um, but the idea of the possibility of it, I would, I'd be pretty all for it. If it actually came to fruition, uh, is it possible? Is it likely? Probably not. But if the Lakers came calling and said two unprotected firsts for all those things, I'll, I think I'll tell you what puts it over the top. Mm -hmm. Is if you go to LeBron and you say, "Hey, we've got this deal on the table," and LeBron oh, says, sure. "I'll yeah. resign, do that," and I'm signing that extension on August fourth, that's where you that's that's the that that tips the scales for me. That that pushes it over into okay, you do it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I'm just from from a pure value standpoint. I think where I would land on it is I wouldn't hate it. I'd still feel a little squeamish, but I, I wouldn't hate the the near future for the Lakers. Sure. Senpai NFT clarifies he meant Batum and not Tatum. That makes oh, that makes sense. way more sense. Way more sense. Way more sense. Batum. Uh, yeah. For me, why would Batum leave the Clippers? It would be my uh, question. Yeah. And the money's about going to be about the same. The opportunity is probably about the same because he's been starting there. 
Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen. It's cra- that, That's the world we're living in, that a player would stay with the Clippers over joining the Lakers. Mm, that is a little yeah, crazy. That's but gross. It's good to know that uh, one of us has a title this decade, though. So. Oh, that is true. Yep. That is true. Um, okay. Let's see. Brandon Robinson, who's the next best guy you targeted a trade now that Christian Wood is unavailable? Also, Matt, please come on more podcasts. I'm trying, Brandon. I'm trying. Um, it's glad to, I'm good to it's good to know someone likes me on the show. That's like one out of Brand- thousands of people that listen. Brandon Robinson is my uh, my burner account. Just uh, oh, okay. You just paid yourself then? What's yeah, up, I did. I did. No, not not really. But um, but yes, more Matt on podcasts. I'm up for that uh, anytime. But now that Christian Wood is unavailable, that's t- I've been so locked in on trying to get Christian Wood to the lake for years now. Who's who do you turn to now? Like because we say Miles Turner, and on paper that makes sense, but there's a five million dollar difference between those two guys. So trading for Miles Turner, it's it's not it's not as clean salary cap wise as it would be to trade for for Christian Wood. So who's the top of the list now? I. Are we talking just pie in the sky ones or realistic ones? Realistic ones. It's probably all the guys we've been discussing as possible rust trade targets, right? Malcolm Brogdon healed, or uh, I know some people really want Terry Rozier, so maybe that. Okay. Gordon Hayward. So, I mean, Gordon his salary Hayward. was would be prohibitive there, but uh, what about Eric Gordon? He's available. He's available, older but available. That, you know, produced at a pretty high level last year. I, I think like Eric, trading for Eric Gordon would be like in football, trading for another Houston player, Brandon Cooks. The not sexy option that's still productive. Yep. Um, I mean, shoot, the Lakers could definitely use some production. Uh, what am I giving up for Eric Gordon? Gonna cost you THT none and uh let's say a second. I am listening. I'm uh I'm not pounding the table, but I'm uh I'm intently listening to your pitch. Yeah. I am I'm uh I'm intrigued. This is uh this is like a fantasy football trade where you're like, let me sleep on it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh and I don't know. I think the Rockets ultimately will move on from I think they need to move on from Eric Gordon. He's not like I'm not doing backflips if I'm the Lakers. If I'm Rob Palenka, I'm not bringing out my A-grade parables or anything for the, for this. But <laughs> I am I think it would be an interesting move. I think it could pay off for the Lakers. But again, there's some risk here too in terms I mean, of your, your long term. Are we um, kind of just maybe glossing over this too much, but doing a two-for-one for a deal really just depletes Laker depth already? That's, that's, already that's the other in? part of this. Without many replacements out there on the market. Exactly. Like I know everyone has pretty much written Kendrick Nunn off as like a, a non-factor for even next season. But there was a reason why we were excited when he signed for the mid-level. We all thought it was a steal. Obviously, that did not turn out the way we thought it would. But and, and that wasn't just Lakers hype. The no, league everyone. thought it was a steal. The league went, whoa, how'd they get him for that? Right. So it's hard because you don't know. Like, is he actually healthy? What what does he look like? Can right. can he come back? I, yeah, it makes me nervous, but I'm also nervous about the idea of just trading more depth for uh, for a guy that, you know, like Eric Gordon, where it's like, it's not sexy, it's productive, but it's not sexy. So I, I don't know. 
I'm more of the mindset that in general, in terms of building out the roster, the Lakers need to do, and I'm not saying this is easy to do, but two for one type trades where they're getting two. Mm-hmm. But what are you trading to get two players back? That's that's the problem, right? Yeah. I mean, it's and that's pretty much is where you kind of land at. Well, it would have to be a rust trade in order to to do that. Yep. Um, AJ Marshall, how do you guys feel about Austin Rivers on the Lakers? I'd feel better about that than Doc. <laughs> right? I mean, I I like the you know what looking at the uh, Keith Smith and I looked at the free agent shooting guard and point guard targets over the last couple of days or uh, uh, guys that are out on the market. And Austin Rivers is one of the few guys in his tier that are that are or at least if you squint are two way players. That's and, squint. Yeah, that's right? a keyword there. Yeah. I, I mean, and again, it's a weak free agent class, so I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't do like my he can't. He, I wouldn't be, make him like my taxpayer mid level guy or anything like that. Um, if you get if you're getting him for a veteran minimum, sure. I can make you throw up a little bit. Oh, no. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not endorsing it. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. But if we're going to go in the Austin Rivers pool of candidates for players, youngish guys that you maybe can get for veterans minimums, there's one of them. I think the chemistry matters. I think there's too much. I don't think those wounds are healed yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're... they're there's too much bad. Well, but you know what, Lakers fans, we we accepted Dwight, and Dwight's like a fan favorite now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do the do the Lakers really need what he bring? And is is he going to be willing to do what the Lakers need him to do? We ask this question about Russ all the time. Pretty clear, Dennis Schroeder. He's not really a shot creator. He's a scorer on his own. He's going to be at his best coming off the bench. Is he willing to do that? Is he willing to take that role? If the answer is no, he wants to start. Then no. Right. I think um, that's where I'm at ultimately. I'm very bummed that DeLon Wright had a pretty decent playoff showing for the Hawks because he was one guy I was eyeing for a little bit. I don't think he is in the Lakers range, but he would be a pretty decent target too. And I know people are in, this, in the comments already screaming for Oladipo. I... Would you do the full, your full tax pyramid level for Oladipo? Former Rob Polinka client, Victor Oladipo? I wouldn't... I don't think I would hate it. If with Kendrick Nunn on the roster. Ooh. Yeah. See, that's that's what I run into with Oladipo. I'm like, do you need that when you already have THT and Nunn on the roster? And then you've got a lot of skill set duplication, a lot of smaller players who are more guards than anything else. And you've spent a lot of your money. I think that's the one thing I'm probably not as willing to spend on this year is the guard position. I'm I'm saving my money for the wings. And then if I if in lieu of that, a big who can shoot. Right. Uh, no, I'm in agreement. I uh, I don't think guard is very high on my priority list, to be completely honest with you. It has to be some sort of guard that can shoot because the ball is going to be in LeBron and West, Russ's hands quite a bit. Uh, assuming there's no THT deal that uh, materializes, he's going to need the ball also. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm good on guards. Give me guys that are uh, have size, length, and can have some uh, defensive versatility. I will spend all the money there. All right. Scorpio Sky. No. Is it actually? I would think he would have just texted me. Is it actually Scorpio Sky? But he said, what about Maxi Kleba as a trade option now? Interest? Yeah, I mean, he'd be a good fit. He'd be awesome. But what did the, what did the Mavericks want from the Lakers? 
What if the, I mean, he's only what, I think 8 million or so. What yeah. if the Mavs say we, we like THT's upside. We just got Christian Wood. We don't need Maxi. And I, I'm this, I think this is far fetched, but what if they just say Maxi Kleba for THT? Oh, I'd want Maxi Kleba to agree that we're going to resign him because I don't want just a year. This, this screams, uh, Makai Luke for, uh, <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> Reggie Bullock. Okay. Uh, Sky just texted me. He said, yeah, it's me. No. <laughs> Why didn't you just did, pop well, in here? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, hang on, Sky. I'll say, let me send you the link. I don't what? know. May, he may, he may be busy right now, but I'm going to send him the link right now. You know, come on, man. I don't need to do that. I don't need to pay to get in here. <laughs> he said, he said, I think it would have to be a three team THT somewhere that sends something to Dallas. And then we get Kleba. I'd assume Dallas in that scenario wants something similar to Kleba or a pick. Yeah. But I'd have to imagine after Kleba looked good in the playoffs that they're, they're intent on keeping him in wood together. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm Dallas, I'm probably not making that move. We'd look at it from the other side, but if you do, even if it's a three team deal where Dallas gets some other stuff that they need, you know, I could, I think there'd be some willingness now to discuss moving him now that they have Christian wood. They're, they're more willing to do it now than they would be a few days ago, at least. That's what I think. I feel like, if anything, the guy to move would be Dwight Powell, but... Yeah. But he was not great. No. So not great. I, I definitely agree, Max. Yeah. What are you getting for him? Exactly. I don't know what you'd get, but at the same time for Kleba, it's like, he's not expiring. You're probably not going to get too much. You might as well just keep him. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh... Full Meltash said, uh, trade Westbrook plus picks Gross. for Wall, then trade THT and Ellington. Ellington's a free agent. Plus picks for Beal? Not enough picks in the world. No. <sighs> yep. That's not that's not going to, going to work out. If THT's trade value was enough to land you Bradley Beal, the Lakers would have done that like three years ago. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm oh. exaggerating, but... He just pulled up. Ah, Yo. there he is. My <laughs> there boy. Is. What's going on? Hey, what's going what's on, man? The, why'd you pay to, to say that? Hey, I'm supporting. <laughs> I'm just, I was, uh, I was actually laying on the couch, listening to the show or watching it on, uh, on my laptop. And, and I, yeah, I wanted to chime in. Well, there you go. You can definitely do more than chime in now, my guy. <laughs> so, Sky, how are you feeling today now that the Celtics did not win championship number 18? Oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, I'm so happy for the North Bay Lakers. They did it. Steph, uh, Steph Curry got the uh, finals MVP. Finally, you know, I I'll tell you, I'm kind of superstitious, right? I watched the first game uh, downstairs and I, we, we know what happened. Uh, big comeback from the Celtics and they right. ended up winning the game. The next game that I ended up watching, I watched in my bedroom and the, the Warriors won. And so then every game after, like I'm downstairs, I have to tell my girlfriend, I'm like, I need to go upstairs and watch it because they won the last game when I watched it in my room. And then like, I think it was game five. She came up and started watching halfway through and the Celtics started to come back. And I'm like, you got to go downstairs. <laughs> so, like, I made her go back downstairs and then the Warriors started winning again. So yeah, I watched every game that I, after game one that I, that they won every single game that they won, I watched in my bedroom. So I don't know. It's like a special room. I'll never watch them play the Lakers in that room apparently, but maybe I'll try it with the Lakers. There you, there go. you go. There you go. That's, that's what it had to be. It was the, <laughs> it was your location. That was what determined the outcome of the series. So well done. 
I'm yeah, a, they, thank you for seeing that through. We, we certainly appreciate that. It's so funny because uh, I'm, a, I'm a giant Rams fan. And so I sat at my parents' house in the same spot every playoff <laughs> game. And I didn't move and they won every time. So something to it. There's just, it's, it's, you got your superstitions, man. So I get I, it. I, I know you guys have covered it already, but can I at least chime in about how upset I am about this Christian Wood deal? Yeah, yes, absolutely. please do. I mean, they gave up no real rotation players. No, I mean, we all know how much I love Boban Marjanovic. Uh, Bobby's gone. That's sad. But like, like they kind of gave up really like almost like a second round pick. You know what I mean? Like the, the number 26 pick. I mean, I know it's a deep draft, but like the, the level of talent between 26 and 33, you know, isn't that wide at this point so they gave up a late first round pick and that's basically it like i feel like we could have beaten that deal even if we just used a couple of seconds uh like if i'm houston i would rather have two or three seconds as valuable as second round picks are these days and the talent that you can find i'd rather get two or three of those and tht and none than what they got am i crazy about that Oh, I'm I'm in agree. I wonder. I think you're crazy. Do you think the Lakers maybe wouldn't have offered that? Is that why? Because you know what? Though, like, we're not the only ones saying this. Fans of 28 teams right now are saying we could have beat that offer. Right. So, um, I mean, to me, it sounds like they really prioritize having a pick in this year's draft. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It's very disappointing. Um, it's a great deal for Dallas. I think the problem with Dallas was rim protection or one of their problems this year. And, and Christian Woods not going to offer that to them. Um, I think he can, he can be a, you know, he's definitely an upgrade at the center position, but I mean, if I were them, I probably would have targeted more of like a Mo Bamba um, and then let us have Christian Wood. But now, I mean, my mind has kind of shifted. I would love to get Mo Bamba. Um, I did bring up the Gary Trent jr. Offer a couple weeks ago, whenever I'm, my hands are together and I'm on my knees that, that Toronto for some reason would do that. Uh, but it's not likely. And then, so, you know, we get, we shift to free agency Otto Porter jr. Uh, just like you guys is a big target for me, but right after him, I would say is Mo Bamba. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm intrigued by what Mo Bamba could offer the Lakers in terms of giving you that shot blocking next to Anthony Davis while having the three point shooting that you need on the offensive end. I, and he's young. I, I think he checks a lot of boxes to the point where, if Otto Porter, like if I'm Rob Plinka and Otto Porter Jr. is him and in Holland and not sure what he's going to do, and Mo Bamba says I'll sign right now, I go okay. You know, it's close enough to where you take the take the bird in the hand. You know, Otto Porter Jr. is the top of my list, but Mo Bamba is right right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a question coming in. William Davis said, on a scale of one to ten, how optimistic are you the Lakers return next season as a championship contender? What needs to be done to make this reality? Are the Lakers still feared in the league? What a great question. Yeah, that is the question, right? So what are we thinking? (laughs) Next season as championship contender. That's tough. Well, first, that last question, are the Lakers still feared in the league? 100%. Even though we're so bad this past year, teams still uh, fear the Lakers. They don't want us to be good. They know that we're always one or two moves away from being good, and that's why they make it so difficult for us to pull off deals. So as bad as we were, I think the Lakers are still feared. Now, as far as being championship contenders this next season, it's so hard to tell without seeing the moves that they make. If they improve the defense, and if Anthony Davis and LeBron are able to stay healthy, if they can figure that out, 
then absolutely. I'm taking it's, over the show. I'm sorry, guys. No, 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 no. no, no. 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 We, me just and Trevor have talked a lot already. <laughs> yeah, we need, just we need jumping on and talking here. over everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. We, no. we we enjoy having you here. We um, find everybody for those of you guys who don't know, Scorpio Sky is, is the uh, TNT champ for AEW. Um, was kind enough to bring Genie on last week as uh, his belt, and uh, no, we always love having you on here. Um, I'm just thinking, like one to ten, how optimistic am I? I felt like that question was pointed right at me, too. That's why oh, I started yeah. smirking. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's for you. <laughs> uh, championship contender? I don't know. I, playoff contention? Absolutely. I feel pretty confident in that. Yeah. Championship contender? It's so hard because I just watched the finals with two teams that were really good on both ends of the floor. <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I'm probably at like a three and a half, four for championship. I was going to say I'm at a five. Wow, you're, opt- you're more optimistic than I, me. I looked at yeah, how's that happening? I I looked at like the uh, the betting odds came out, <laughs> and I saw the I saw the Lakers odds, and I went, that's too high. That's too just, high. That's like a that's like you throw a twenty on that, see if it yeah. hits. <laughs> but they're see, always think, one or two moves away though. That's you know? true. Though. I think that's why they're they're giving the Lakers the benefit of the doubt because they're always one or two moves away from being spectacular again. I don't know if the word he said are the Lakers still feared in the league. I don't know if the word is feared right now. I think vilified might be the like right now. I see a lot of teams that are, or especially fans of other teams that are celebrating the Lakers have been down and want to make sure that they do whatever they can to keep the Lakers there. Right. And so because they know if the Lakers start getting some momentum, that becomes a problem. So that's where I think you come into issues with negotiating trades. And then you also have Rob Palenka's history as an agent. Did you burn some bridges there? I don't think there's any team that's going to be super eager to negotiate with the Lakers and certainly not at any team that's interested in doing anything other than make a trade with the Lakers that costs the Lakers a lot. That has to hurt for the Lakers to pull that off. Like I don't, I don't think there's any team out there that's going to say Christian Wood for a couple of expirings in a second if it's the Lakers that are trying to make that trade. Right. Nope. I'm in agreement. <clears throat> Lakers tax. Yeah. What uh, needs to be done to make this a reality to make some championship contenders. Uh, they trade for all the good players and they give up nothing. I mean, really? <laughs> let, let me just, maybe this, this just cuts to the chase. Can they be a championship contender without trading Russell Westbrook? Oof. No, no. So there you go. That's what has to be done then. Much easier said than done, but right? I think there's a non-zero chance because you have LeBron James and hopefully him, uh, healthy Anthony Davis. But it's just so hard. Like You have to look at the landscape and be realistic about where you stand amongst everyone else. Right. This is where it would be nice if LeBron had two years left on his contract. Because with one year, he kind of holds the cards for the Lakers. But if he had two years, then... You know, maybe they don't go to him this way, but they kind of sell it to him like LeBron. We got Darvin Ham. He thinks he can figure this Russell Westbrook thing out. So we would rather push forward and see what we can do. In the worst case scenario, we've got a lot of cap space in 2023. There's some good free agents. You'll still have a year left in your contract. We can go all in with that. And let's just see what happens. Uh, I'm not sure they can do that this time. They may have uh, they may feel the pressure to make some big moves because they want LeBron to sign that extension. Yep, absolutely. I think that is going to be held over them 
I don't think LeBron is going to give them any guarantees that he's doing anything uh, until he sees what they do in July. And from a Lakers perspective, that's not ideal. But from LeBron's perspective, I totally understand why he would have that that approach. And that's what I'm expecting to happen. It's the game, man. It's the game. It's the game. Um, SK2408 said, Christian Wood is Andre Blatch 2.0. I have not thought about Andre Blatch <laughs> in a long time. Uh, PBA can... legend Andre Blatch, my, I mentioned that. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Yep. We can do better with THT and none. Can you? I feel like Christian Wood is is underpaid for what he gives. I mean, the fact that he's on a contract that's like 13 or 14 million and he's a shooting big uh who's who's got tremendous upside he's still really young and the idea of putting him next to anthony davis where anthony davis is like a primary defender but he can he can shoot the mid-range hopefully uh and can hit the three hopefully uh but he's very good in the post uh and then you you're stretching the floor with christian wood that four out one in would be beautiful wood size and athleticism to boot yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and he's a kobe guy Yep, Long Beach's own Christian Wood, my mention. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think for the particular Lakers needs for next offseason or next season, I should say, um, I think Christian Wood would have been a better fit. And I know we keep talking about him. Um, I will uh, have to let that one go at some point. But yeah, I mean, if we're just talking hypothetically, I think Christian Wood would have been a better fit than those two. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in agreement with that. And I think the Lakers can still go get something. Uh, with uh, with THT and none, but a lot of it is going to be the eye of the beholder. What team is it? It's got to be a team that believes in THT and doesn't look and say, oh, well, his three-point percentage has declined for three years in a row, and he didn't look great last season, So, and his contract. and all, you know, You've got to find a team that believes that he's going to become what the Lakers have been thinking he will be, and that's going to narrow down the trade market to some degree. And then also you got to find a team that will see Kendrick Nunn is more than just an expiring contract. And given the fact that he sat out all of last year, I don't know if you're going to find that. You, you know, THT may have more value than we think. I was reading a story a few days ago, and I can actually read you this quote. It was from uh, an anonymous Western Conference coach, and it says, uh, he told Heavy.com, I think with Talon, obviously he did not get to where everyone wanted him to be quickly uh, that quickly, but he's 21 years old. He's yep. playing for the Lakers, and development is not their biggest thing there. Every season has been he's been in the league, there's been COVID and the bubble, and something has gotten in the way of him making steps. But I think most of us would take him on our team in a minute. He's big, six foot four, long. He can handle the ball and he can initiate the offense. He will be a good defender, even if it's not there yet. He has value. So that's interesting. So I, mean, I don't Lincoln disagree with any of that. Rob needs to call Sean Devaney and find out who this is. Right? <laughs> who Make is the deal it? happen right yeah. away. <laughs> no, I mean, that this is me a, encouraged, though. That's, yeah. a, that's a good point. And I, I brought it up on the show we did yesterday, the impromptu one, where. Um, a lot of people don't realize THC is a lot younger than some of the prospects in this year's draft. And uh, he is heading into his fourth year in the NBA. So that, that to me has a value as a young player with that much experience at the professional level. There's definitely value. It's just how much value is there? I don't think he's worth, I don't think he's going to be the main trade ship in a Bradley Beal deal. No, but if you're talking about these useful rotation guys to plug a hole, I definitely think he's, he's there at the very minimum. So I got uh, the show the other day. I got a super chat right as the show ended and it didn't pop up on my end until we were already off the air. 
Um, so I want to I want to read this one now. Uh, Stans said, with all the talk of an aggressive pursuit for a second round pick, do you think we've actually found something we like during these workouts? Yes. Or realistically, it's just a case of spending our leftover cash. So in that sense, is it the Lakers know, look, this cash doesn't carry over for next year. It resets. We got to spend it. Let's just go get something for it. Or do we think the Lakers actually have somebody that they really like in the second round that they're targeting that they're going to try to go get? Jules Bernard. <laughs> I think that's who it is. I don't know if it's him, but I feel like just given the timing of a decision to stay in the draft, plus all this talk about the Lakers wanting to get into the second round, plus the fact that they don't have a lot of options to add to this roster. I I assume that, and their, their workouts have been very pointed. Um, I don't know if you guys have realized, but like a lot of the targets or the guys have been bringing in are guys that I think make sense on paper for this yeah. roster. I, I definitely think there's someone that they're interested in. And, you know, every team does this right where they have a long list of, of players that they'd be interested at, at certain spots. So and it's, a, and it's a pretty deep draft. There's only 58 picks this year, so two guys are actually going to get missed out on a, get, hearing their name called. Someone's going to slip through the cracks, and I think that the Lakers do have a couple people in mind uh, who they want to take. So where there's smoke, there's fire, in my opinion. Yeah, I think if they are uh, as aggressively pursuing one, maybe even two second-round picks as we're hearing, then they definitely have their eye on uh, probably a couple of guys, and they're probably thinking they aren't going to go undrafted. So that's why they're trying to get into the draft and get them. And that's really, really exciting to me. I mean, for me, uh, you could say whatever you want about the Lakers, but one thing that they have done really, really well is draft. And so if they've got their eye on some guys, I'm really excited to see who they get. That's, That's just it. That's why my answer to the question is it doesn't matter. Even if it is a situation where Rob Pelinka just says, we've got this money to spend, so might as well burn it on a second round pick and goes and buys one and then goes to his uh, his scout crew, his his uh, team, and he says, he goes to Jesse Buss and he says, hey, I've got a second round pick here. Find somebody. They'll find somebody. They, like Even if they don't have somebody identified, I think they do have somebody identified already. They probably have multiple players identified already. But even if they didn't, that's still fine. You can just go to your, your team and say, hey, who do you want? We just picked up this second round pick and I would feel pretty confident that they were going to find somebody for you. It's a good process. I mean, you happen to hit a diamond in the rough and you somehow find a long-term piece like serendipitously, you, you kind of have to take that shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Madden says $4 million in cash, two second round picks for Cam Reddish and a 2022 second round pick. Now you've got to send some salary out there. Yep. So let's throw add THT in, right? I mean, that was the rumor... It's- that was yeah, the, the trade, deal anyway. At yeah. the trade deadline, was THT was going to go out from the Lakers. They were going to get Alec Burks and Cam Reddish. Would you do that deal, at least saying that on paper, Cam Reddish's skill set, if he turns into what people hope he will eventually be, is a better fit than THT's skill set? Do you, do you do that move? I'd absolutely do it. I, I like so. Cam Reddish, man. I, I, I've seen uh, when he, I haven't really seen him in New York. But when he was in Atlanta, I saw him in some games, and I really liked what I saw. And, and he's young, and he's got the perfect size on the wing. Uh, I think he can develop into a really good three-point shooter. I've seen him hit shots, and I think just with uh, with more time, he's going to be more consistent with it. He would be so good for us. It's funny that you said you didn't see a lot of them because Knicks fans didn't see a lot of them either. <laughs> <laughs> what was That's that what's beautiful, though, too. The Knicks don't seem like they value him at all. And that I was definitely not a, a first. That was definitely not a Tibbs move. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know if you guys were watching, but that guy was buried on his bench for like the he first was. few weeks, yeah. and then he got hurt. 
and yeah it's a bummer um yeah to to, to scorpio's point yeah i definitely I, I think i'd probably do it i mean giving up picks just for cam reddish seems a little iffy for me but i think if you're looking at what the lakers need i definitely think they could use reddish more than they could use tht but that's just me yeah no i think i would probably do it just because i think the skill set fit is is just better uh, Deblin, Deblin said, I'd like to thank the North Bay Lakers for not making me root for the Clippers. Oh, so if, so what, if the Celtics have won, then you switched to rooting for the Clippers? I would have rooted Am for I the Clippers if they made the finals against the Celtics. Who would you, wait, you wouldn't root for the Clippers? No, I would have. You would have, if they were there. Okay. I think that should say a lot. Yeah. I mean, what, what oh. would you have picked? Don't pick, don't say the meteor. What would you have actually picked? <laughs> that was my answer. I mean, you're you're stuck in a terrible spot there. Probably the Clippers, right? Probably. Like I, yeah. it's out of necessity. It's either yeah. it's either starve or or die of dehydration or or root for this team. <laughs> right. Lesser oh. of two evils, I guess. That's yeah. That's all kind of gross. Let's not even think about that. No, no, I'm not. You know, I'm let's. Just... I, I don't even want to like. Ugh. It's bad juju makes me feel yeah. sick. Let's, <laughs> yeah, not, let's not speak that into existence. Yeah. Uh, Joe Gabriel Mosquito said, Trevor, Matt, uh, what about Juan Toscano Anderson on a minimum? Yay. He isn't great, but he can be useful, I guess. That's that's <laughs> where we're at. That's, where, that's oh, this free agency class. Left out the I guess. He's, he's useful, I guess. Sign him. Uh, no, I mean, that's not a terrible target, uh, right? On a minimum. I think he's a restricted free agent, isn't he? I believe I so. I think you're I right. Yeah, so no, if, I think if we right. offered him a minimum, like they would just match it, I imagine. Um, no, I think that is correct, actually. Let's see what he's listed at. He can be made restricted, I believe, with a qualifying offer. RFA, he early was, bird. Yeah. There it um, is. I mean, he isn't if, great, but he's useful. To no, but like that's I the guess. kind of archetype player. You, that's the kind of archetype you do look for. Yeah. Um, four or five kind of player. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. It's kind of like Kyle Anderson for me in that like that that multiplayer. Ooh, you want some optimism? Brian Baker, rehab THT AD and Russ's value until Christmas, then trade them all to get a great player and depth. Damn, you're but, trading out. What, what what are you sending out of that deal? Eighty five million. That's a like great, yeah. a great player and depth. So you're <laughs> gonna go. So you're gonna rehab Russ's value to the point where somebody really wants him and THTs as well. And you're going to get a great player. And then Anthony Davis, that's a lot of money that you're sending. I mean, that is a massive, like, Merry Christmas move there. Um, what do you even get for $85 million in that scenario? I don't John know. Wall. And, and, <laughs> oh, no. and, John uh, Wall. And John Wall and Eric Gordon. <laughs> you could have oh, had man. John Wall, Eric Gordon, and Christian Wood. Yeah. I, I think if – I'll just talk about Anthony Davis. If his value is rehabbed – then we don't want to trade him. Right. Like exactly. that means he's yep. healthy and he's playing and he's playing really well. And that makes us contenders. So, uh, you know, and, and it's kind of the same thing with Russell Westbrook. I've kind of seen, and I've thought about this as well, like, Oh, maybe he plays pretty well. And, and if, you know, we can flip him at the deadline, but it's kind of at that same time, it's like, wow, if he's playing well enough for us to get a good deal at the deadline, maybe things are going well enough to keep him. I don't know. It's going to be one of those things where you, you, you cross that bridge when you get to it. Uh, THT, I would love to, you know, move off of him unless he comes back shooting the lights off, uh, le- shooting the lights out. But mm-hmm. 
I think we all kind of have a feeling he probably gets moved this summer regardless. But yeah, and if you're rehabbing their value, that means they've been doing pretty well. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that means that you're probably doing better than expected on the season. So are you going to be as willing to make a move? And maybe, maybe you are still. Uh, speaking of which, though, AC says Lakers Nation is making a mistake uh, in undervaluing THT and none. THT will look a lot better guarding guards and not wings. I don't. I think there's something happening here. I think there's an effect that we're seeing it, and we saw this with Christian Wood. Because how many Rockets fans have we seen trashing Christian Wood since the trade? A lot. Yeah. A lot. I've been saying he's a locker room cancer. He's uh, he can't defend anybody. All this kind of stuff. Like trying to do what they can to devalue him because it doesn't feel good when you're a team and you lose a trade. And so you try to you try to minimize what those things are are worth. I think that knowing that the Lakers, in lieu of a Russell Westbrook trade, the only pieces they really can move are THT and none. They're constantly getting brought up in trade rumors because they're the only ones that can be moved. And so that's causing that undervaluing effect to already, already take place, right? Because we're already just putting these guys into every single trade talk. And so you mentally are kind of preparing yourself or emotionally preparing yourself for those guys to be dealt. And you're justifying it by saying, well, this guy's not a fit. This guy's not hasn't played and, and all of these things. Um, I think it is realistic to expect both of them to be better. I mean, obviously none didn't play, but to assume that both of them will be better next season. I think that is a very real, uh, very possible outcome. And I'm not going to look at trading them as a home run move, unless you're getting back some real quality talent that fits exactly what you need. You know, I think you make a very fair point in the sense of undervaluing them, but at the same time, we're not out there saying, let's give up THT and get Sterling Brown. You know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. We're, we're swinging yeah. for Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood, and like we're swinging for really good players. So, I obviously, you know, partially because of the salary of the two, but we think or hope that someone will think enough of these players that they would be interested in doing those deals, obviously with some picks involved. So, I mean, yeah, I think they are being uh, undervalued a little bit, but at the same time, maybe not as drastic as it would be again, if we, if they weren't the only ones constantly brought up in trade conversations, as you pointed out. Yeah. Matt, do you, what do you think? THT bounce back here next year? I mean, like he, assuming he doesn't tear the, the ligament in his thumb on a shooting hand, like that had to matter, right? Oh, 100% mattered. Situation mattered. Coaching mattered. Scheme mattered. A lot of things mattered. <laughs> um, I guess I'm looking at it through kind of the same lens I'm looking at Anthony Davis. Um, it's uh, It'd be hard to have a worse season. Uh, fingers crossed, obviously, but generally speaking, younger players tend to get better every single year as they get more reps and more comfortable in the league. So I, I, I would like to think he has a relatively modest bounce back year. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to see that jump from rookie year to sophomore year when everyone was going crazy over THT, but I do think he can be a useful player on the Lakers, assuming he's on the roster still. That reminds me, Matt. I've been meaning to say this for a while now. I want to start putting this out there early. If THT, if he's on the roster next year, if THT starts out hot in preseason, calm. Don't don't buy in just yet. We've seen him a few times now start really hot 
and he's hitting all these shots and everything, and he does it for like three games, and he's putting up twenty and five or something, and then suddenly that goes away, and mm-hmm. he and he re- and he regresses. He's done it enough times to where personally, I'm trying to prepare myself to not overreact to any kind of a hot start from Taylor Horton Tucker because we've seen him do that and then kind of fade away like Homer Simpson into the hedges. So so you're saying we need to trade him three games into preseason. Three games into the season. That's when <laughs> Wait you till start then. canvassing the league. After he's gone off and he's put up like 28-7 and seven or something, that's when you make that call and you call up Masai and you say, hey, what do you think now? Come on, it's, Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fantasy football. One guy has a really big week blow up, and then you try to flip him for what you can get. Week Happens one, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> that, dude, we've been hanging out way too much. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Dude had like two tutties the first t- the first week and then did nothing. That's what we're going to see this year with Green Bay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we've got take Juzang in the second round. He might have been a lottery pick last year, and it was a good guard size. Uh, who else do you like in the second round? Johnny Juzang's fine. I don't mind yeah. that. Uh, Jules Bernard, I brought his name up earlier. I like him. Um, who else? Keon Ellis is pretty interesting to me, too. Uh, please note, these are all guys the Lakers have brought in for draft prospect workouts. Um, I think those three will probably be my biggest targets. Who's that big guy they just brought in uh, a few days ago? I should probably pull it up. Um he was like he was a wing, I think. I want to say he was six seven, six eight, or something like that. Um, First trap. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that is no help at all. By the way, <laughs> I'm trying to let me see. Uh, Let's ah, see dang. who you're looking at. I should know this all the time. I don't know a ton of these guys in the draft, so uh, in the second round. So that's I am very early, so, and I, I'm running out of time to do all my draft prep. It's been time. like four podcasts I've been with you, Trevor, that you said you've And I keep behind. saying it. I know. And it's just... <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, every time I try to make up ground, I don't make up as much as I'm thinking I'm going to. Yeah. I saw him pop up, and I thought... I, I, like, I'm, I thought, I've never heard of this guy, but he, on paper, looks like something that we could definitely use. But, um, of course, I don't... Oh, here we go. What, what is this guy's name? Kenny Lofton Jr., six uh, foot seven forward, averaged... 15 points, 10 rebounds, and two assists while shooting 54% from the field. Do you know anything about him? I don't, but that sounds like the physical profile that you'd be be looking for. Yeah, he Um, came in for a workout, it looks like. That's a swipe right on the old dating app. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, here's here's something. Did you know that today is the anniversary of the Lakers beating the Celtics in Game 7 in 2010? Thank God. I did know that. Good day. I was Good day. Uh, that was an awesome year in my high school. Kobe days. passed me the ball. He never was, passes. That's, shout out my that therapist. Game. We we talk about like living and dying with every every play. That game exemplified that for me more than any other. I, I could remember like falling off the couch as shots are in the air, like praying they're gonna go in. Mm. And just how brutal that game was. And nobody's scoring, and it was ugly. And then somehow coming away with win. I remember in the first half when the Celtics got a lead, like thinking, oh, no, please, no, please, no. You know, like every single play mattered so much. And I was exhausted by the end of that game. Kobe was struggling. Yep. Six for 24. I paced paced through that entire game. I I just paced in my living room. Yeah, one of the things forgotten about that series, uh, didn't Kobe in like game five close it out with like, 23 straight points or something crazy like that. Does Wasn't that uh, like- 
I think wasn't that 2008 game four? Or was that 08? I think that's oh, 2008 game four in Boston. Oh, maybe it was. I'm, I'm uh, getting those confused. Wait, no, that's 2010 game four in Boston because the Lakers in 2008 were the road team. 2008 game four was actually the 53 and one stat they showed yesterday. Uh, so yeah. the, the Lakers, they won game five, but then lost game or no no i'm sorry flip that they lost game five but then they, they won, won six game six to force game seven six was a blowout right yeah. six was, was a blowout and then it forced game seven i'm pretty sure it was game four in boston or game five in boston where kobe did that and they still ended up losing yeah they lost but like he went absolutely berserk yeah it was the road game. Was, it's the uh it's the Dwayne wade <laughs> shift where he's going damn yes that, that game yes yeah. that's right you're right okay yeah, that's kind of a forgotten that, you know, because uh, everyone remembers game seven, obviously. It was in, in so intense. But shout out to the Lakers, man. You know what was the right. big thing on Twitter this morning? Celtics fans were saying the Lakers only have 12 championships. That's because, always oh, the argument, yeah. man. <laughs> no, they brought it back. <laughs> they tried to bring it back. But... Win a title this century, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jesus and 16 Christ, of your 17 can... were before Abe Lincoln was president. So. That's right. <laughs> your grandparents can, can claim those 11 titles with Bill Russell. Yep. You can't. <laughs> Jesus. Kiki said, I'm pretty high on Jang. Adds spacing and blocks. He's a uh, good target. Yeah, I mean, for a, for a minimum, sure. Um, getting up there, but um, I mean, you could do worse as a, as a backup big. Yeah, no, I like him. Him and Bismack Biombo. Sure. Ooh. Um, which of the 32... Well, expansion NBA teams. Oh. Expansion hasn't happened yet. Expansion. We could send THT to Vegas. He's 21 now. That's, yeah. Um, You're right. Which of the teams could use THT the most? So that's a good. That's a good thought. That's a great question. There. Flip it. Which team out there makes sense as a as a landing spot for THT? Which team would put the most value on Taylor Horton Tucker? I don't know if they put the most value on them, but it, but it would be a young team. Like an Orlando, a Detroit, a Houston. Mm -hmm. I'd say Washington. Use. Washington's interesting. That is interesting. They probably play him as more of a guard because they have a lot of forwards in Washington with uh, those Denny and uh, Kispert and Kuzma and and Ryu. Because their uh, their their point guard situation right now is, uh, I think Raul Neto and. Uh... Sandoransky are both restricted free agents or unrestricted. I can't remember. So they, they have could use Ish, a guard. They have Ish Smith too. On, on Ish a, Smith. Yeah, I think they could use some more ball handling uh, and and playmaking. Yeah. So Washington's not bad. So I think you guys were talking about it earlier on a different podcast. Whatever. Yeah. Go ahead and send us coups back then. Right. It was yesterday <laughs> we were That's talking great. about. Do right. uh, <laughs> that. Would we would we want coups or KCP more back? We had to do a deal like that. Take yeah. either one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, one of those types of teams, I, I would think Washington makes sense, or one of those young teams, Orlando, OKC, OKC is yeah, OKC be interesting. They're going to run out of roster spots. With they are. The that's that's a challenge. Yeah, for them. yeah, they're tough. They might as well send a few away. Uh, can we get Seth Curry? Is there any chance? I'd say there's a chance. I don't think Brooklyn's very I, interested in dealing him, though. No, I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, what happens if you went to Brooklyn and said THT in this unprotected 2027 first? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you were to... I, I would consider that an, an overpay, but I, I do like yeah. Seth Curry. Well, um, that's that's the question, though, right? Is there a chance? Yeah, that's what you're offering. <laughs> He'd be a guy I'd go after in free agency next season. I think this is his last year. I think he'll still I, make a lot, though. I would just but, wait. Yeah. No, but you're right. Yeah, I would just wait and see what 
happens. Uh, Rick Madden says, ideal offseason, Russ THT, two first for Brogdon Heald Turner, sure. none for Reddish. Uh, I don't think I see happening. that happening. Uh, sign Derek Jones and TJ Warren on minimums. That's all a, right. That, we're going 2K there. All right. All right. No, but to be fair, this is very ideal. If you're the Lakers, is it possible or likely? Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. Not likely. TJ Warren on the mid level exception, like what you did on one of your rebuilds, that was very interesting to me. He's a target and it I like makes too. a lot of sense because nobody's going to pay him. Right. So he's going to have to go someplace to rehab his value, and the Lakers is the perfect place to do it. So him on the MLE, if we strike out on like Otto Porter and Mobamba, I'd be down for that. Yeah. 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 I, I'm in agreement. Obviously, I'm, I'm in agreement there, but you're not getting. Like the wing market is so just barren. There's no, there's nothing there. So, and so many teams want that. So many teams want wings. That guys like Derek Jones Jr., TJ Warren, even coming off injury, they're going to get paid simply because of supply and demand. And so, I don't. You're not getting those guys on on minimums. And I also don't think you're going to get Cam Reddish for Kendrick Nunn coming off of an injury. Exactly. It's not that we don't like these players or deals. Oh, I, it's just, are they likely? Probably I would not. But if all that happened, but if you told me the Lakers had this on the table right now, they say yes and they hang up the phone and they celebrate and get drunk. Let's yep. keep our eye on what the Knicks do, though, because uh, the, the Lakers did have that deal for Cam Reddish and Alec Burks, with, which would be two guys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they, they were going to bring in to play with Russell Westbrook because it was at the trade deadline. And if right. the idea is possibly keeping Westbrook, Maybe they try to revisit that deal in some way, shape, or form, getting a third team involved. So let's just uh, yeah. let's see what happens. And that I was going to feature the Raptors getting THT there. So I don't know how much the Knicks value him, but if you do get a third team that really likes him, so the Knicks were going to the Knicks were going to get Goran Dragic in the deal, yep. if I yep. remember correctly, which was an expiring contract. I don't know if they really wanted Goran Dragic, but I mean, either they did, which yeah, okay. Uh, or they were fine with just doing some kind of deal like that for picks. So uh, that would mean they don't value those guys that they were sending out too much. So maybe there is some room to do something. Yeah. I mean, something to consider. And it wouldn't, it would surprise me if the Lakers didn't try to go for Cam Reddish this summer. Doesn't mean they're going to make it happen, but because they already tried once, it would surprise me if they didn't at least kind of say, Hey, what are, what are we thinking here? Is there something we can get done now that didn't get done uh, at the trade deadline? Did you guys know Cam Reddish is also a clutch client? Oh, I did. There you that. go. There's the the added added connection there. Uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., son of former MLB star Kenny Lofton. Okay. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. is a realistic target for the Lakers in free agency. I think if the best offer out there for him is a taxpayer bid level, if that's what like the Warriors are offering, then yes, because the Lakers can offer him a bigger role, more minutes. And then the chance to go hit free agency and really cash in when there's more money on the market. If teams are willing to give their full mid-level, their their um, non-taxpayer mid-level, then probably not. Then he probably isn't a realistic target. So it just depends on what's out there for him in terms of, of offers. Oh, you know what I just thought about? You know a team that could really use THT? I don't know if they have anything that they would send us, but um, Cleveland. They're looking for another guy to handle the ball to take a little bit of pressure off of their other guards. I've read the uh, read about that a ton. I've actually even, crazy enough, listened to a few podcasts <laughs> for the Cleveland Cavaliers because I have no life. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's 
uh, what is that, Isaac Okoro? I don't know if they do. They probably wouldn't do that. But if there's some more clutch deal, clients, I love it. Right. <laughs> if they if maybe they're a third team involved in something. But that just occurred to me right now when we were going back to that question a few minutes ago of what of the 32 teams could use THT. Yeah. You know, I think they're going to try to bring Ricky Rubio back. Mm. But in lieu of getting him, I think they're going to look for more of a pure like point guard type. But if they, because that's what they were trying to get with Rondo, trying to replace Rubio with Rondo. Um, and then who was it they picked up midway through? Uh, I've even seen rumors of uh, Mike Conley that they're interested in that trying to go after. But they got Karis Levert. That's who you're Karis talking Levert. about. Yeah. 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 Um, so that would be an interesting one. I just don't know what you would get from them. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But he would, like, if you really think about it, THT, since he's not a pure point guard, he's a, a guy that you could put with Garland as well on the floor. Uh, and and I think that's part of the thing is they want to take a little bit of the ball handling and playmaking pressure off of him. So you can put a THT on the floor with him, uh, and it could work. So I don't know if they'd be interested, uh, but that is a that is a team that I wouldn't mind calling up if, if I were the Lakers. Give me Darius Garland, please. Thank you. <laughs> Who would have been the Lakers pick at four? Yes, they kept that pick. No, is that yep. true? Yep. Yep. Which that was the that was the AD pick though. Twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. All right. All right. I'll yep. take that. If that was like the Danny Green, I was like, because I know we weren't four. Uh, for uh, no, the Dan- or Green, but like the Danny Green pick was supposed to be uh, Desmond Bain, I think. Oh, good. <laughs> glad, we didn't, glad, we didn't, glad we didn't pass on anything great for that's like, right here dennis schroeder yeah Goody. that's great that's tough uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day that's tough oh my gosh dennis schroeder uh, apparently kenny lofton jr is not kenny lofton the baseball player's son no no oh, again King. i'm i'm still working on my my draft prep I gotta keep working on that. Sermon King, you spread in misinformation. Sir. That's right. That's Send right. us another five. Fake news. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> why don't we why don't we head off to the weekend with that? Appreciate everybody for coming by. Matt, always fun. And and Sky, thanks for for popping in here with us and uh and joining in. This was a good time. You uh, you started with me this time. Good job. Took notes. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> notes. I knew you would like that. Did you even notice or did you even notice? Was that intentional? Oh, yeah. No, that was intentional. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make that known. All right. That's, that's why I had that little pause where it clicked in my brain. and went, oh, yeah, go. go. <laughs> no, that's why I smirked. <laughs> if you guys aren't watching the live stream, I smirked. Last time Scorpio and I were on the show together, he did him first and then me. And I was like, come on, man. I can't follow that guy. <laughs> So, Trevor, I know you've addressed this before you go, um, just because someone else might have this same question. So I figure I'll answer it. I'll ask it and look stupid. Uh, but uh, are you podcasting or doing some sort of post every day during uh, this time right now? Yeah. So we're doing uh, we're going to go back to our in-season schedule, which means we're going to have Monday through Friday. We'll have a new podcast out. Um, I think I'm even going to take the fun Friday episodes here and put those out as a podcast, too. So it'll even be Saturday. So it'll be just about every day. There's going to be a new podcast out if you're listening on the podcast side. And then we continue with our live shows, though, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, and then Friday afternoon, we do Fun Friday and kick off the weekend. So Monday's at 9, Wednesday's at 9, Friday's at 2, which those turn into podcasts as well. But we also will have standalone podcasts out for the in-between days, and and we'll be uh, recording those. So more content, basically. Twitter spaces. (laughs) That's, that's right. And Twitter spaces. Yep. Twitter spaces goes out there as well. We do Twitter spaces every Thursday. We do that 
usually uh, late morning, early afternoon Pacific time, and uh, jump on Twitter and talk with everyone. You should you so. should hop in for one of those, guy. Yeah, yeah I was actually I was actually just thinking I was like I'm gonna text you off uh, off the show and ask you what Twitter Spaces is so I don't look so stupid in front of have you. Uh, but here I am. It's like a it's like Spotify. It's not it's not a bad question. It's like Spotify Green Room. It's basically yeah. like a, a chat room where we talk yeah. like this, but uh, people are we bring people on stage, quote unquote, and they get to talk a little bit about the Lakers or whatever they want to ask. So it's a good time. It's a, it gets a little uh gets a little wild sometimes. It but does it's fun. It's a good time. It, it essentially functions kind of like a like a call in radio show would, except it's online. Cool. I'm down. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, everybody. Well, let's go enjoy a weekend, a Celtics championship free weekend. F Boston. That's right. That's right. Oh, there it is. Oh, what a great hat. There We're moving is. on. We're moving That's on. A- New season. That's right. Everybody's zero 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 right now. <laughs> Lakers undefeated. Undefeated Lakers. All right. (laughs) Until next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.